Welcome to a day of prayer. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father but through me. Together, let's engage in relationship with Christ through prayer, faith, and His Word. Good morning and welcome. You're listening to a Day of Prayer's Morning Bible Study. My name is Layla, and we're so pleased to have you here with us. But before we get into the word, we're going to take a moment and pray. Lord, we ask that you'll forgive us, Lord, and for anything that we've done against you, Lord, for any wrong, any sin that we've committed against you, Lord, and we forgive others that we have ought against, Lord, and we ask you to forgive them as well. Lord, we ask peace and grace to flow through us this morning, Lord, and love that we are able to minister to to your people, Lord, and that you minister to us what you have for us, Lord. We thank you for this time in your presence and in your word, Lord, to grow in character and to the stature and the fullness of the man and the men and women you've called us to be, Lord. And we thank you for the opportunity to do so. Mm-hmm. In Jesus' name, amen. In Jesus' almighty name, amen. And amen. amen. Well, good morning and welcome, everyone. So glad to have you with us as we get into the, our study in First Thessalonians. So, as is our custom, we're going to read the section of scripture, which is going to be the first, actually all of chapter one, it's 10 verses. So could I get a volunteer to read that section of scripture, please? I will. All right, honey, honey. Paul, Savannah, and Timothy, to the church of the Thessalonians in God, the Father, and the Lord Jesus Christ, grace to you and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. We give thanks to God always for you all, making mention of you in our prayers, remembering without ceasing your work of faith, labor of love, and patience of hope in our Lord Jesus Christ, in the sight of our God and Father, knowing, beloved brethren, your election by God. For our gospel did not come to you in word only, but also in power and in the Holy Spirit, and in much assurance, as you know what kind of men we were among you for your sake. And you became followers of us and of the Lord, having received the word in much affliction, with joy of the Holy Spirit, so that you became examples to all of Macedonia and Achaia, who believe, for whom, for, I'm sorry, for from you the word, word of the Lord has sounded forth, not only in Macedonia and Achaia, but also in every place. Your faith toward God has gone out, so that we do not need to say anything. For they themselves declare concerning us what manner of entry we had to you, and how you turned to God from idols, to serve the living and true God, and to wait for his Son from heaven, whom he raised from the dead, even Jesus, who delivers us from the wrath to come. Amen. All right. So as is our our custom, we're going to open the floor and give each of you the opportunity to share what Holy Spirit is speaking and ministering to you and to ask any questions that you have. So who would like to begin? I would. All right, Layla. I enjoyed the way Paul kind of structured this introduction with, you know, um, some people call it a, a review sandwich. You start with praise. Okay, you give correction in the middle and you end with praise. But you look at how Paul structured this introduction and he was speaking to them about their faith and how much they had grown and what they were 
accomplishing in the Lord and how good of an example they were for others to follow because they, um, and you see in verse nine, him showing where they came from, like they were serving idols. They were doing all of these things just as the Gentiles were. And at this, at this moment, when they say Gentiles, they mean people that weren't Jews, but collectively today, that just means an unbeliever. So they were doing the same things as unbelievers were doing, worshiping idols and um, going after their own desires and their own pleasures. But they turned away from that to serve the true living God. And not only did they just turn away for a moment, but they have continued in that. And you have seen them grow. Um, and when we did the introduction for Thessalonians, we read in Acts about the church in Thessalonica and how they responded to the quote unquote devout Jews who were stirring up the city and wanted to harm Paul and Silas and Timothy and all the ministers that were with them at that time and how they rose to the occasion, which shows that it doesn't take long to learn from the Lord what your mission is like. And I didn't I didn't mention this because I wanted to save it for this episode. But you look at their ability to lock eyes on the true target. They didn't get distracted by the quote unquote devout Jews. They weren't they realized they weren't wrestling against the people they were physically looking at. They were going to town on the adversary. So that shows a high level, a high demonstration of spiritual maturity. And it, and it also shows that it doesn't take long to get there. If you're willing and obedient, you'll eat the good of the land. If you're willing and obedient, you'll grow and mature. If you're willing and obedient, then God can trust you and send you out on missions. So it doesn't take long for you to connect with God on that level. The only time it takes you know, a long time is when we're unwilling to uproot those things from our lives that that don't reflect the Lord and replace them with truth, as you say often that, or we want to stay in our emotions just a second longer and get that last barb out. That's what causes delays our, our spiritual growth in the Lord, not anybody else or any external force. Mm-hmm. So watching them the Thess- the Thessalonians and Paul write this out as an example showing others today that they didn't just start and come off the cloud ah and they're they're just you know spiritually mature they started where we were starting serving idols and living in the flesh and in, in carnality but there's that they made a choice to depart from that. And like I said earlier, not just for a second, but to continue in their choice for the Lord to make their election sure. And it took every opportunity to demonstrate what they had purpose to do in their heart, which was to be pleasing to the father. So that's something that we should be aware of today. It can be discouraging at times to see what's going on in politics or in the world and think that, okay, serving the Lord wasn't the ticket when it, it really is. The Thessalonians could have thought that too. Serving the Lord wasn't the ticket because here Jason is getting his beard snatched out and beaten by the quote unquote devout Jews who were supposed to be their friends and brothers. And they could have gone, okay, maybe I made a mistake with the Lord, but they said, no, God, you're true. You've always been true. So we're going to continue in it. And we should be doing the same things today, regardless of what anybody else says, does, does say, doesn't say, doesn't do, but we're going to trust in what the Lord has said, because we've already seen his character, his consistency, his faithfulness, his truth and his mercy. And we know that we can always count on him to do the good of everybody, as in he has everybody's best on his heart and he wants to bring us in and he wants to love on us and there was a scripture that i'd like to read to you about that 
It's in Matthew 23. This is verses 37 through 39. And for my Bible, it says Jesus laments over Jerusalem. But this could be said about anybody who refuses him. O Jerusalem, Jerusalem, the one who kills the prophets and stones those who are sent to her. How often I wanted to gather your children together as a hen gathers her chicks under her wings, but you were not willing. See, your house is left to you desolate. For I say to you, you shall see me no more till you say, blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. That could be said about anybody. How many times has he wanted to gather us in as his beloved children to train us and to teach us? And we were unwilling. We pushed him away because we wanted to get that last barb and we wanted to do whatever we thought we should do or we wanted to do and missed the opportunity to grow in him and then be able to be used to minister to others. How many times have we, you know, stiffed arm him because of our own perspective our own perception of things when all he was saying he had his arms open he just wanted to embrace us he just wanted to bring us in he wanted to protect us to clothe us to feed us to shepherd us that's been that's been his entire goal since the beginning which is why jesus was sent in the first place so that we would be redeemed because up until jesus had come and put his blood on the mercy seat we were going to be eternally separated so you see the matthew 23 piece Playing out as Paul is also giving this example and and speaking about the Thessalonians and showing us how we should be pursuing and continuing in faith towards God. Amen. Amen. Well, Layla, as you're speaking, the Lord first brought my attention back to Acts that you mentioned, Acts 27, I believe. And I was talking about with Jason and the death. Thessalonians, sorry, it was 17. Mm-hmm. And, and Thessalonians, if you're going to call them a Thessalonians. Uh-huh. And how they had to find their joint side of the Lord. You can see that inside of verse 6. And Layla, you mentioned about how that they were able to go past of an understanding that it wasn't because it wasn't God's fault that they're experiencing all these things. Nor was it the wrong way to go, but they realized that was because it was the devil trying to suppress what the Lord was doing. Mm-hmm. And we can see here inside my Bible, the title of the section is Their Good Example, which is talking about how that because they they focused on the assignment that God had given them, they were able to teach others how to follow God, which also reminded me of Ephesians, I believe, 5. Where it's talking about the leaders being examples for those underneath them so that those, when they see them, they can learn. It's not just mouth service. And we can see that that's how we should be living our lives. Instead of trying to tell people what the right way is, we we should be living it out. That's right. And once that's complete, everything else, we will say it with our words. Truly. Mm-hmm. And you can see that with Jesus' life. Before he even began to preach, he already had his lifestyle outlined. He already had a firm foundation. The same applies for us. So you're saying Jesus was already living out, and then when he began to speak, his, his words matched his action. He wasn't all bark, if you will, and no bite. All he did was talk a good game and didn't deliver. He delivered first, and then the word of the Father and the Holy Spirit in his word, you know, 
solidified and, and checked it off and authorized and said, stamp of approval, this is my servant that I sent. And we should be displaying the same thing. Yes. Okay. Amen. Thank you. Well done. Um, when I was looking at this, um, this first chapter here, I hear the surprise and the delight in Paul's voice, you know, as he's writing this to them. As a parent, there's nothing better than seeing your children that you've labored in mm-hmm. produce from the seeds that you've sown into their lives, produce good. And one thing that I also observe here is that they, it, it appears that the Thessalonians learned from what Paul had already experienced. And I mean that in the way to understand that flesh and blood was not the the struggle that they were actually fighting against and um, that it was actually the rulers of darkness and that the people themselves were also in bondage so that they could also offer compassion and the ability to stay focused on Jesus. And he, you know, he talks about the example that he showed them and how he lived before them, but that they themselves also turned to become an example as well. So it just is a a blessing to see that. And I can just see, you know, like the wow in his voice as he's talking to them, like, you know, where he was like, Lord, what's going on? Why is, why are these things happening? People keep beating me up, but, but I'm doing your will. It should look better than this. But then the Lord taught him about, no, you're being treated like I was being treated because the adversary is fighting against my name, but I want you to carry this message and go, you know, to these places and do these things. But he was able to pour into them based on the growth that he had acquired in the Lord, the growth that he had come to in the Lord. And then his children, as God intends for us to do, built upon that. Mm -hmm. They stood on what Paul said instead of going, no, we got to figure it out for ourselves. And we don't believe that. And trying to reinvent the wheel, they said they, they took the testimony and the witness because it came from Holy Spirit through Paul. And then they built on top of it. They, they formed them, their stance on top of it, instead of going from square zero, right, where Paul had to learn everything and, and really didn't have anybody to guide him, a human to help walk him through the process per se of this growth and development in the spiritual realm. So he worked up with the Lord from the ground up, but they were like, well, Paul's already accomplished, you know, he's already learned to this level from the Lord. We're just going to start right there and absorb what the, he want, the Lord wants to minister through him to us. And then we're going to keep growing from there. So that's just delightful to see and I can you know hear the the joy in Paul's writing here and the also the satisfaction of the father the Godhead with their actions because he talks about God the father he talks about Holy Spirit he talks about the Lord and Savior all in this one chapter just resounding that the fullness of the Godhead is pleased with their action and their their movement thus far and he's enjoying that process with them and celebrating as well Amen. You know, there's a there's a lot to talk about in this section. Mm-hmm. You know, promise. <clears throat> excuse me. You brought up about the section being titled "Their Good Example," but there's actually three examples listed in this section. It gives an example of what the church, the body of Christ, the bride of Christ, is supposed to look like, right? Yeah. But then also, what the body and the bride's ministers, right? Those in authority, those in leadership are supposed to look like, right? 
And then he also talks about the people. There's three examples, right? The church is not just the, the building. It's not a brick and mortar structure. Mm-hmm. It is both, or I'll just say it is, it's people. But notice they were all the same. There was no two standards, one mm-hmm. for the leaders and, and a lesser one for the people. Mm-hmm. The expectation was just like what Christ had of his disciples, mm-hmm. that they would grow, they would come up in their maturity to a, a new level, to a new height, right? And yes. like that of Jesus, are we not called to be conformed to the image of Heavenly Father, Son, Jesus the Christ? We absolutely are. Mm-hmm. And you see that here as well. But also, Layla, you brought up, and we'll go into that in more detail, I'm sure, on the next episode. But, Layla, you also brought up about how we get to that point, right? And, and the introduction. So, yes, he's commending them. But he's commending them because of what they've done or what the Lord has done through them. Their steadfastness in their faith, right? Just hold firm standing for the Lord, right? Yes. Um, this is something that's consistent with Paul, well, the Lord through Paul, right? When he writes to the Corinthians, he mentions as uh, in second or yeah, Second Corinthians, chapter two. Um, I gotta find it here. Hold on one second. I lost my place. It is uh, verse nine, right? He he urges them to reaffirm their love for the Lord in verse 8. But then he says, For to this end I also wrote that I might put you to the test, whether you are in obedience to all things. Right? So what he is doing here, and it's also in 2 Corinthians 10, right? It demonstrates what the... Thessalonians, right, have done. And that's in Second uh, Thessalonians chapter 10. I'll say really it starts in verse 4. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty in God for pulling down strongholds, casting down arguments and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God, bringing down every thought into captivity to the obedience of Christ and being ready to punish all disobedience when your obedience is fulfilled. So what Paul is getting at here with this is a chapter long introduction, right? It's 10 verses, but he is also, as you were saying, commending them on their, I'll say willingness to quickly be obedient to the Lord and his will, his covenant, mm-hmm. right? And demonstrating that, Throughout their lives, not just in word only, but through their actions, mm-hmm. saying that he they were an example to all in the short yeah. amount of time that they got to spend with Paul. But they didn't stop there, right? They continued. They pressed on in the Lord. They were willing to put away or uproot from their lives and replace with truth everything that did not reflect the Lord's nature, character, and attributes. As a result of that... They were the they were an example. Yes, mm-hmm. So for us, you know, um, I'll say believers or Christians, mm-hmm. right? Many talk about spiritual warfare, and they want to say, "Oh, it's the power." It's the, okay, but and we've been given power and authority, 
In the name of Jesus Christ. In the name Christ. of Jesus, yes, yes. Mm-hmm. Not, not discounting that in the slightest, absolutely. Mm-hmm. The power and authority comes from Jesus and is used in name of Jesus. Mm-hmm. For us and our part, we have to put those things away that don't reflect him, that would keep us from being conformed to his image so we can be victorious. And that only comes from relationship and that willingness, that desire, as you brought up, if you are willing and obedient. Willingness or obedience, excuse me, demonstrates our love for him, our faith or our trust in the Lord, in, in the immediate, the right now, but also our hope is concerning our future. And that's our, our faith and trust in him for all eternity. All that is wrapped into that. So understanding and Again, being willing to allow the Lord or to examine ourselves before the Lord and and allow him to point out the areas, the things in our life that don't reflect him and to remove them so we can be that witness, that epistle, that letter read by all, as Paul says in other other letters of his, right? Mm -hmm. Yes. We are to be that for the Lord, for his glory. Amen. 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 All right. Well, let's pause there for today. And with that, can I get a volunteer to close us out in prayer, please? I will. All right, Layla. Lord, we thank you for today, Lord, and we thank you for giving us your word as an example, Lord, so we can see how you want us to behave, Lord, and what you want us to do. We thank you for divine protection, provision for our listeners, Lord, that you're keeping them in their way as they go to work, as they go to school, as they minister your word, Lord, as you'll have them minister. We ask that you'll continue to bless them, Lord, give them the words to speak in the moment that they need them. And we thank you for your faithfulness to all of us, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. In Jesus' almighty name, amen. And amen. We love you. God bless you. And have a wonderful day. Want to know more about a day of prayer? Sign up for our newsletter where you'll get the latest updates on the ministry, inspiring messages, and coupon codes for the merch shop. Visit our website, adayofprayer.org. Click on connect in the menu bar and complete the form. Be sure to check the box that says subscribe. Thank you for listening to A Day of Prayer. We trust the Lord that you are strengthened and encouraged in your relationship with Christ. Visit us on our website, adayofprayer.org, where you can check out our blog, find additional study resources, or shop the official A Day of Prayer store. Remember, Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father but through me. So until next time, take care and God bless you.